This episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome on in to another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in, everybody. This is Gino Camilleri on a nice mock draft Monday edition of the show. I know you guys love this show. It always gets our fantasy caps on and exactly what we want to do with this Philadelphia Eagles team. And as always, we'll just run through the rounds and I'm going to do this one live. So we're going to be a little surprised at some of these picks on air and I'm going to work it through as if we were in the draft room together. So here we are after Carson Wentz has been traded. What is the future? Is it Jalen Hurts? Do you draft a quarterback at number six? And that's exactly what we're going to do today. I mean, it would only make sense that the first show following the trading of your former franchise quarterback, we go out and find another franchise quarterback. And with the first selection at pick overall, pick overall number six in the first round, the first five selections were Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Penny Sewell, Justin Fields, and Jamar Chase. So if you see three of those quarterbacks, it went. And I'm glad that those three went because all along, the one guy who I've wanted is Trey Lance. I did a nice thread on him the other day, just showing off some of his arm strength, some of his ability in touch pass situations, some of the throws he just makes out of structure. It's what you want. It's one of those traitsy quarterbacks, unlike Jalen Hurts, who is more wins with the, his athleticism and his smarts. Trey Lance is that Josh Allen, Jordan Love type of mold where he can come in, sit behind a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, or if they bring in somebody like, say, Jacoby Brissett, for example, there is an option that you can go with to be the guy until Trey Lance is ready. And Lance, out of those four, is arguably the most raw of any of them. So you're going to draft him, and you're going to look to build around him towards the future. And what do we do in round number two? We're looking for a wide receiver. Because obviously you missed out in round number one with getting – a quarterback, you don't get Jamar Chase and you don't get Devonta Smith. You don't get that luxury of having one of those guys. Right now with the way the board fell, Kadarius Toney just went two picks before us to the Jets. Rondale Moore just went a pick before us at 36 to the Dolphins. So if you're looking at the wide receiver board, your next top guys are Nico Collins, Shatavius Atwell, Dwayne Eskridge, and Amon Ross St. Brown. And out of those guys, I would give them all second-round considerations. But the one who has been, I'd say, the the diamond in my eye since this whole period has started has been Dwayne Eskridge. And that's who I'm going to make with the 37th overall selection. Might be a little bit rich for some people's blood, but not for me. If you watch Dwayne Eskridge 
Go put on some of his tape. His technical route running ability, if you're looking at guys that were in the senior bowl and a good comp for him from the best route runner of last year was Van Jefferson. And you know how much Lou and I loved Van Jefferson. So why not go get a guy like Dwayne Eskridge, who is a more polished route runner than your former first-round pick in Jalen Rager, and let Rager work in space while you have a technical receiver in Dwayne Eskridge, who can be that X guy and allow Rager to proceed as a Z receiver where he should have been all along because we know that at that frame and build, it's going to be tough for him to consistently win those 50-50 matchups at his side. So go out and get a bigger body guy like Dwayne Eskridge, a home run hitter, somebody that really could come in right away and be on the rock, be on the team and be your number two wide receiver when it's all said and done because right now you have Jalen Rager, a mix of John Hightower, Greg Ward, and Quez Watkins, but outside of that, you don't have a number two to really go to. And I think Dwayne Eskridge, if you make that selection, should be the guy. So I, w- I just wanted to get in those first two rounds in this first segment. And when we come back in segment two, we'll be making our third and fourth round selections. We have two thirds and actually, no, we don't have a fourth. So I'll be making the fifth round selection because they traded that fourth round pick for Jannard Avery. So we will be making our fifth round selections after our two thirds in segment two of the Locked On Eagles podcast. But guys, before we get to that, as always, we got to talk about our great sponsors at betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. Actually not. FCS football is back. Fan-controlled football is back. I currently am an owner of the FCS Beasts. I invested with Marshawn Lynch. Not a big deal, but it's football to watch. And FCS football, I'm still betting on it, and I do it on betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television, real-time updated odds and props on almost everything. You can imagine we know that they had the Carson Wentz prop, and he ended up going to the Indianapolis Colts, so they got some new ones on there. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you will receive 50% additional welcome bonus to your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus. All you have to do is use the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, welcome on back to the second segment of Mock Draft Monday here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. This is the third one we are doing, the third installment, if I'm not mistaken, and the first one where we took a quarterback in the first round because that is a real possibility. You have to say, if you love one of those guys at six and you believe you won't be picking at six for quite some time, you make that selection. And I think it would be hard-pressed to argue otherwise if you were firm that Trey Lance was the guy. And I believe that somebody like Trey Lance, and especially with the rise of Josh Allen and quarterbacks like Jordan Love being selected based on traits, Trey Lance should be that guy. Nobody throws 42 touchdowns and zero interceptions at any level of football and is a bad player. So I believe Trey Lance could be that guy. And if you want to make that pick at six, I'm right there with you to do it. It doesn't matter what jersey he has on. He's a very good quarterback. So we picked quarterback and wide receiver, shirt up the offense in the first segment. So now we know that my 
affection for safety position is well above and beyond lose on this show. And I take pride in my ability to grade safeties. And the one guy who's sitting here at 70 that I think is just too big to pass up. And I would argue taking him in the second round could be argued that he is the most versatile safety in this class. Safety, if you want to call him that nickel star safety, whatever you want to call him at pick 70, I am taking Defensive back out of the University of Central Florida, Richie Grant. If you watch Richie Grant at the Senior Bowl, when they do the practices, they put defensive backs in some very, very tough positions. They put them against one-on-one situations for slants, two-way goes. It makes it real difficult. But Richie Grant, when you looked at the practices, was easily the best defensive back, and I would say the best safety by far there when it comes to coverage. His versatility to pop inside to the slot, to go back and play free safety, to come down into the box. It's everything you want. It's everything this Eagles team needs, in my opinion. And I would say that safety is arguably the third biggest need on this team outside of number one being the quarterback, the most important And I would say wide receiver number two, because you need to get better at both of those positions. So we took at pick number 70, Richie Grant, the first three selections, first round, Trey Lance, second round, Dwayne Eskridge, third round, Richie Grant. And that was the first third round selection. And today we have the 84th overall pick from the Indianapolis Colts. And that's nice to hear. It's nice to have that other day two pick. Uh, I know we had the luxury of doing that. When we drafted Miles Sanders, and then we went out and got J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, too. So sometimes those don't always hit, but you have to have more swings of the bat to hit on your picks. Speaking about needs, one of the most underrated needs on this team, I believe, is edge rusher. Reason being, you only have Josh Sweat as a surefire guy past this year. Derek Barnett, they didn't pick up their option. Brandon Graham is getting older. Vinny Curry most likely will not return. So you need to get some guys into that rotation that you can develop to be big-time ball players, and you should be making that selection on day one and day two. And another guy who I can't believe fell to me here at pick 84, I am taking the edge rusher, Quincy Roche out of Miami. Another guy, if you watch the practices, Coach Matt Rule was all over Quincy Roche in practices because he was absolutely torching everybody in one-on-ones. His tape from Miami is absolutely absurd. They should have two edge rushers taken in the top 100 this year, as well as Greg Rousseau. And Quincy Roche, you might look at him as an edge rusher, but his ability to defend the run is something that when you look at Eagles edge rushers has been so important to them in terms of of bringing them in, those high-motor guys. We do know now that there is a new defensive coordinator, but Quincy Roche can work in just about any scheme when it comes down to it. You could put him on the edge. You can move him inside to a three-tech. He's long. He's rangy. He has a good pass rush repertoire. And to get him in the third round, I'm beyond happy with that pick. And your first four selections, Trey Lance, Dwayne Eskridge, Richie Grant, Quincy Roche, Man, if, if those were the first four picks in this class, you'll be seeing me sing the praises once again of Howie Roseman. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. And moving in to round number five, as we know, that fourth round pick was traded two years ago for Jannard Avery. We'll see how that works out as he transitions from 
edge rusher to linebacker, which is pretty crazy. That a five foot eight player was an edge rusher, should have been a linebacker all along. And I think that will do well for him. Moving to another need. So you can argue that tight end might be up there. Cornerback is definitely one of those positions. And I'm all about doubling up at the corner and defensive back position because they've done it so many times here in Philadelphia. And I think you're going to continue to see it. But right now, if you look at the board, your top guys are Kerry Vincent Jr., Bryce Thompson, Trey Brown, and Shakur Brown. And if you've heard me on this show before, you know that I am a big fan of Trey Brown. And that is going to be my selection at pick 151. That'll be the final pick of this second segment here. So Trey Brown, cornerback out of Oklahoma. And for you, for those of you who do not know him, here is Reed's write-up on the Draft Network. Playing in 51 career games at Oklahoma, Trey Brown has spent all of his career as an outside cornerback, something that we definitely need, possessing an aggressive demeanor overall, and he isn't shy with wanting to mix up things at the line of scrimmage, but most notably in route stems. His grabby nature of wanting to hang on to matchups will need to be a coaching point that needs to be resolved. With lots of twitch at the line of scrimmage, he's able to mirror a lot of wideouts, and that's the point I want to take. We need quick, quick twitch cornerbacks because we've seen slow guys like Jalen Mills and it hasn't done too well here in Philadelphia. Trey Brown would be a nice mix as a depth piece there and somebody that could potentially be a rotational number two and somebody that is quick twitch that can move into the slot to defend those uh, those more versatile receivers. Those, I mean, if you're looking at the draft, those Kadarius Tonys of the world, those guys that can move fast, do have the agility. You need somebody like that because right now outside of Slay, you don't have many answers. You have Avante Maddox. Oh, really? Do you have Avante Maddox? So he didn't play up to what he should have been last year. And past that, it's Michael Jaquette. It's, I mean, who's up? Who else is back there? Craig James. So you need to make selections at cornerback. So that's why we went defensive back with two out of our first five picks, those being quarterback Trey Lance at number six. At 37, we went wide receiver Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan. At number 70, we went defensive back Richie Grant out of the University of Central Florida. At number 84, we went edge rusher Quincy Roche. And then at 151, we went cornerback Oklahoma. I will say Howie Roseman will not wait nearly 75 picks to make a selection. So you could see once the draft comes around that he will probably have a selection closer in the 120s, 130s when it comes out down to it. Because you do have a pick at 151 and 157 with tons of ammunition from next year to trade up if need be. So that was the second segment here, guys. And we will finish up this draft, this mock draft Monday here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast when we come back after this segment. But as always, guys, we are brought to you by Built Bar, but not just any Built Bar, the new and improved Built Bar. They just sent us some new bars. They put out a super cool promo video that just shows what they've done to it with a bunch of celebrities eating it. They put more chocolate, more candy inside. They're more flavorful. They're coming out with new flavors. Can't announce those yet, but you guys know what the current new flavors are. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp. You guys know my specialty of cutting the mint brownie and salted caramel in half and splitting them, putting it over ice cream. It's a great treat for anybody who's on keto. Only five grams of net carbs. Even some of them have four for you guys who are counting those one or two carbs per day on keto. I've been there. 
When you only get 30, you got to make them all count. And Built Bar is a great way to do that. So as always, you get that free cooler with purchase. Go get it, guys, before it runs out. It's only while supplies last. It'll only be a week or so. So go out there and get it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And you'll get 20% off your next order with a free cooler as well at purchase. So use the promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, everybody, coming on back to segment three of the Lockdown Eagles podcast and one of our primary shows, Mock Draft Monday here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Your host, as always, Gino Camilleri. Lou is still feeling down. He just had to get a COVID test. Let's all make sure that we're we're sending good energy Lou's way. Make sure he's okay. He definitely needs it. He definitely has to get better and get on the show because I miss talking football with him, especially these Mock Draft Mondays, man. This is what him and I live for. We love doing this. This is arguably our favorite time of the year. So moving on to these final few picks here for the Philadelphia Eagles. Talking about needs again. I'm addressing needs in this draft because you have to rebuild this roster with as many roster holes as you have, and you have to do it rather quickly. So as we keep moving on here, we're at pick 157. So when you have a new quarterback, you have a a young wide receiver room, but your best offensive unit outside of your offensive line would arguably be the running back room. But the one element you're missing is that Jordan Howard type of player, that guy that can give the breather to Miles Sanders without just being a Boston Scott type of player who is an outside zone stretch style player, more of a pass catching back. You go out there and draft one of my personal favorite players. And if you guys have ever followed me on Twitter at any point, you know how much I love this guy. I believe he should be a day two pick in my opinion, but he'll be there on day three when it comes down to it with how many good running backs there are in this class. We are taking University of Buffalo running back, Jarrett Patterson at pick 170 or 157, excuse me, Jarrett Patterson, man, living five minutes away from the stadium, I I have a good appreciation for what Jarrett Pat can actually do. Just to make it easy to understand how good of a player he is, at two times in his career, Within a 12-month span, on two separate occasions, in the span of two games, so in a culmination of four over this entire period, but in two games each time, he combined to have 11 touchdowns in the span of two games twice in his career. So he has scored 22 touchdowns in four games, if you pull up, if you select those games. That is banana land. And when you had somebody... In Jordan Howard, that could be that guy that you could rely on and the the LeGarrette Blunt type of player. Jarrett Patterson is so much more than that. And to get him at this point, it's good to bring another back on a rookie deal because we know that this team doesn't love to pay backs and we'll see what happens with Miles Sanders. But right now, taking Jarrett Patterson, he's such a versatile back. He's not just a between-the-tackles type of guy. He's somebody who has deceptive elusiveness, somebody that can come in, be a pass catcher as well, and be that big body back with that elite, elite balance and make an impact on this team next year. And Jared Patterson is somebody that if you're sitting there in round five and he's available, you take that pick 10 times out of 10, get your running back and continue to improve this offense. So 
as we went to offense, we're moving back to defense. But I'm not going far for this pick. And by that, I mean I'm staying at the University of Buffalo. I'm picking two University of Buffalo players in this draft. Man, oh, man, that is crazy to me that I would ever say that. UB is going to have four guys picked this year between Jarrett Patterson, Malcolm Kuntz. Uh, they have one offensive lineman. I can't remember his name. And then Antonio Nunn, the wide receiver, all should be selected at some point during this class. And I am going with the second individual I named there, edge rusher Malcolm Kuntz. In round six, Kuntz is a guy that he is a traits type of edge rusher. He was supposed to be at the senior bowl, but did not go. So that definitely has hurt his draft stock, especially in a very good edge class. It's going to hurt his draft ability. But the thing is, he is one of the most dominant edge rushers that University of Buffalo has seen since Khalil Mack. And if you watched UB, it was tough for a few years to even get to the quarterback. But when Kuntz came in, he was the guy for them. He has very good get off off the ball. He has long, lanky arms, still can build into his frame, much like Josh Sweat. And I believe that'll be a steal, a steal in round number five or six. And Malcolm Kuntz at 191 is the pick for me. And and this board is just stacking up so well. I mean, we're sitting here really late in the draft, and there are several guys on this list that I've taken before in many mock drafts. I mean, I'm just looking at Cade Johnson here in round six at pick 220. That is going to be an all-time value pick. There's still some decent tight ends on the board. Sean Beyer saw him at the College Gridiron Showcase, more of a blocking tight end out of Iowa, somebody that can come in and be that number two while you allow Dallas Goddard to do his thing. But right now, I I don't think Byers the pick at 220. I I would argue that I would have went John Bates out of Boise State if he were to have been there. But one position that we have not addressed that this team continues to add throughout every single draft is linemen. And when you go on these mock drafts, you're going to see a lot of guys with with lower rankings because linemen go way quicker, and you have to take them when it matters. And another guy that I've taken in this draft, Tristan Hogue, interior offensive lineman out of BYU. I gave you guys the spiel on him last time. Very versatile player, played everywhere, could be somebody that comes in and is a depth piece for them. They're going to continue to do that because up top, they have good competition all around the board when it comes to the offensive line at the tackle positions between Mylotta, Dillard, you have uh, Lane Johnson there still. Brandon Brooks is still going to keep his job. Same with Jason Kelsey. Sayamalu is there. But then you need those depth pieces. You have Jack Driscoll. You have Nate Herbig. But beyond that, you need to continue to improve. Tristan Hogue is going to be a guy that late in this draft is going to be a very good pick, in my opinion. So the final draft here, final draft pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. I am going to go back to the defensive back position. And I'm going to go with another cornerback because they love to do this in draft classes. They love to double up at certain positions. They've done it in the past at cornerback with Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas. And the guy I'm going with here, another standout at the senior bowl, Georgia cornerback, DJ Daniel, a bigger corner. You got your smaller corner and a guy like Trey Brown, DJ Daniels, a more physical guy can defend those power forward type of wide receivers. 
He mixes it up, played big-time football down in the SEC, and for the final pick, DJ Daniel would be great in my opinion. So to cap it all off, guys, I think this was an excellent draft class, and I'll put the graphic out tomorrow once you guys get to listen into this show a little bit. First pick overall, Trey Lance at six, North Dakota State quarterback. The next pick, we went Dwayne Eskridge at 37, the wide receiver out of Western Michigan. 70, we went Richie Grant, safety out of UCF. 84, Quincy Roche, edge rusher out of Miami. 151, Trey Brown, cornerback, Oklahoma. 157, running back Jarrett Patterson out of the University of Buffalo, doubled up at the University of Buffalo at pick 191. Went with Malcolm Kuntz, the edge rusher. Pick 220 went with Tristan Hogue, interior offensive lineman at BYU. And with the final selection at 228, I selected DJ Daniel, cornerback out of Georgia. I think we hit on a lot of needs here outside of linebacker and tight end. You got a depth piece at offensive line. You got some youth at the wide receiver position. You got playmakers on offense and Jer Pet and Eskridge. You shared up the defense. You shared up the defensive line. Man, I'm happy with this class. I hope they get three to four of the guys I selected. I would love to see Richie Grant in a Philadelphia Eagles jersey. He would fit really in it, really good in the back end of this defensive back class. But above all, we got our future quarterback in Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Might have to get my Wentz Bison jersey changed over to a Lance Bison jersey. It stinks to say, but hey, quarterback is the most important position in football. You don't get anywhere without finding your guy. Trey Lance, to me, can be that guy. So thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to another Mock Draft Monday edition of the show. As always, Gino Camilleri, your host, joining you here on this fine Monday. Sun is shining here in Denver, Colorado. Hope things are good for all of you listeners. Hope Louie is doing well. Send him good wishes on Twitter, guys. He can really use it right now. Hopefully he does not have COVID, fingers crossed, and hearts out to anybody affected by COVID-19 right now. We're always in your thoughts, guys. We're always thinking about you. You're always here with us, and don't feel... Don't feel shy. Reach out to us on Twitter. You guys know where to find us at DBICLOE at GC underscore at GC24 underscore football. Excuse me. I'm still getting used to that. And then at Lockdown Birds, find us at LockdownEagles.com, anywhere on the Lockdown Podcast Network, any platform where you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. You guys know where to find us right about now. And thank you guys for always leaving those five-star reviews, those rates, and shout-out. I just checked our numbers and where we're getting followers from. Shout-out to the people in Qatar. Shout-out to the people in Thailand. I don't know what we deserved to end up on your phone, but honestly, thank you. I really appreciate that. You're you're nearly 10 time zones away from us taking time to listen to what we say, and we appreciate all our listeners here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, and you guys know where to catch us five times a week. We'll be back tomorrow talking about the show. Hopefully, Louie will be back very soon. Thank you, guys. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading, and fly, Eagles, fly.